What's up, y'all? I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Ben. And you are listening to the Anime Triad. Once again, this time we're reviewing Pokemon Forever. Mike, you're going to start us off there? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, this movie, I'm going to read what the critics said on the DVD box. From Film Advisory Board, outstanding. The best one ever. Kids will love it. And then from Time Out New York, undeniably cute. A slam dunk for children. Do I agree with those reviews? I agree with the 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 undeniably cute Celebi cute. Um the best one ever. Hmm. Man, it's hard because there's so much that I like about it. I love the whole time travel concept, right? And I think they did it right. I think the hardest thing about time travel, whenever you do time travel, like so many people mess it up. Right. You got to know what kind of time travel we're dealing with here. And they kept it simple. They bring Sam from the past. He's a kid. And it's Samuel Oak. It's our boy, Professor Oak. Man, I just thought it was cool. Spoiler He's alert. Looking at his old. Yeah. Just in case you haven't seen the movie, you probably shouldn't be watching this if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's nice to see him looking back at his old like. uh you know, notebook, and it's got the faded picture of Celebi. Uh, the funny thing is, that notebook is actually, like, twice as old as it should be. Because he dropped it before he got taken to the future. And then, like, the lady found it. So, when he got back to the past, he didn't have his notebook anymore. He only got his notebook back when this lady gave it to him after 40 more years. So when our Professor Oak is looking at his notebook, that notebook's 80 years old. Uh, So that's just kind of cool. And it was kind of funny at the beginning. He kind of says, should I have told them what's about to happen? He's not sure if he needs to tell them or not, which is cool. And then what I really liked was the ending because they didn't take the simple route and say, Oh, Suicune can heal waters. Let's let it cure the water, and then the water will cure Celebi. Nah, too easy. Suicune heals the water, doesn't work. So Celebi has time remnants, which is like, if you know anything about, like, speedsters in in Marvel or DC, like, you sort of go back to the past, like, a minute to create two of you. And so, like, literally, the Celebi's from all of time sort of converge on this one point where they know that it's like all the same Celebi. At least that's what I understood when I watched it. Um, although the way that the granny said it was more like, no, this is all the all the other Celebes, like as if, you know, the, the other like Celebi died and then this is the next Celebi and then the next Celebi. So the Celebes from all of time have come to heal this one. Whether it's Time Remnants or just other Celebes, honestly, it's cool either way. 
Um, I, I liked that it wasn't the, oh, Suicune, heal the water, yay, better. It was a nice twist there. The Dark Ball thing was cool, and this came out, I want to say, if not around the same time, it was a little bit before Pokemon Coliseum. And if anybody's played Pokemon Coliseum, Team Rocket is essentially yep. capturing Pokemon and turning them dark. And you have to capture them back from the, the bad guys and purify them because they've been, like, darkified and you purify them. I don't know which one of these came first, uh, but when I saw this movie, I had played Pokemon Coliseum already. And I was like, oh, nice. So that, that was a, a very interesting thing to see. Yeah, man, I, I'm uh, I'm having trouble deciding whether this is an A or an S. Of course, the things that make me debate it is if Celebi is really this powerful, I feel like there were some things that hurt it that probably it should have been better, you know, defended against. Like this dude pops out the water and grabs Celebi and you're not just going to psychic him like you're a psychic type. You got grabbed. <laughs> Like, you can, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe Celebi, like, practices restraint, or maybe Celebi's Buddhist. I don't know. I have I have thoughts on this when, when I get around to it. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, it's really only things like that that make me not sure I want to give this movie an S. I give it a solid A, A+, almost an S. But there's just so much I like about it. Oh, and of course, Tyranitar. Tyranitar is one of my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yes. And then the dark Tyranitar, <laughs> him just going, you know, wilding out. Yeah, good movie. A plus or maybe even S. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm still, I mean, we're kind of getting to the point where I'm not as familiar with the Pokemon that are here. Uh, I think this is the last Pokemon movie that I saw on my own accord. And I got to say, I mean, it, to me, it's the best one so far. There's... Um, a great story going on. I mean, the time travel thing is always good, but <clears throat> it's it's a great story. I like the direction they went with. It didn't seem like it was four kids dubbing it. I'm sure they were, but like I got a little more. Um, I, I want to say a darkness to it, but similar to the Pokemon Three. Can't see what that says. It's four kids. It is four kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it is, but I mean, they don't talk about poke. They don't really talk about Pokemon dying or people dying and stuff like that. They, they try to be pretty tame um, with their releases and publications, and maybe because it's a quote unquote movie, it's a little different. But I like how there's a little bit more weight to what's going on. Um, I I love Tyranitar. I think he's my favorite Pokemon so far. <laughs> Yeah, I just there, there's not a lot to say because you've said a lot of it, Mike. And again, being my like first time really watching this movie, I'm kind of just taking everything in. But Suicune's awesome. The villain actually, the villain reminds me of a better version of the awful villain from Pokemon 2000. Like he's just trying to collect powerful Pokemon. Like that's his whole thing, and he's rather successful at it. Like he's not. I mean, obviously, he loses at the end, but, you know, he is a lot smarter, a lot more strategic. And you're like, oh, man, like this, this guy could actually, you know, cause some issues. And I mean, he kind of does. I mean, he he gets Celebi and he turns Celebi dark and whatnot. And so a lot of different things going on, but it didn't feel like there were too many things going on. Like I, I think I said in the last movie. Um, it felt like there was two stories happening at the same time that didn't need to cross their paths. 
this one I felt like there was multiple things happening, but it was all part of this. They're just different. It was multiple ingredients for a good recipe. Mm. Uh, if you want to go there, so I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was funny. Like, why is Brock the narrator in the very beginning, <laughs> but then like the real narrator show like comes around like two seconds later? It's kind of kind of interesting, and I just I, I wonder what the reasoning between picking. Like, what movies are we going to show exposition exposition, and which ones are we not? Because we don't need to know who Ash is and we don't need to know what Pikachu is. It just I think it was just there to fill time. But, you know, I'd say I agree with you, Mike. I think this is a high A movie for me. I don't think it's quite S because I just haven't been blown away yet. Maybe it's because I'm not the biggest Pokemon fan in the world. But I, I there's something that's telling me in my gut that. There's going to be some movies coming down the road that are just going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and I'm sh- yeah. And so I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to give S's to the ones that are, are the most deserved. So a a plus for me on this one. Nice. I remembered one other thing that I, I wasn't so sure about um, the moment that Ash gets the dark ball back from the dude and he's on the ground and dude is like stepping on his hand yep. and then Ash just passes out. And I'm like, I don't yeah. think that's how that works. Like, <laughs> he just passes out because his hand got stepped on. Like, I wasn't going to say hand. anything during the movie, but I was like, it, did his hand hurt that much? Did you break yeah, his like, hand? That must have been a, he must have had spikes on his boots or something. Like, well, Ash is just think... upset because he's always trying to throw hands with people and his hands didn't work that time. He's like, <laughs> no, my hands. Ugh. I think we need to play. I think we need to play like some kind of game or something, a drinking game. Anytime we watch these Pokemon movies, so you drink anytime Ash tries to fight somebody, <laughs> and then you drink every time Misty says that she's a water Pokemon trainer. <laughs> you, you drink every time Brock tries to hit on somebody. Oh god, like and, and fails. Yeah. <laughs> well, he always fails. So you know. So this movie. And it's funny, I actually skipped this movie in, like, growing up for some reason. I don't I don't remember how or why, but I end up skipping this movie. And I'm watching it, and I called it early on that this that Sammy was Professor Oak. I was like, yep. that's Professor Oak. Like, yep. this just makes sense. 40 years, I'm like, it's something clicked in my head that this was Professor Oak. I thought this movie was fantastic. To me, I, I think I overrated previous movies because i agree there are movies later that are better than this but as a total movie this is the best movie we've seen one thing that jumps up to me is the animation so in mewtwo returns we watched last week um the animation is very front as in like the main people who are talking in that scene are involved are very well drawn but they're kind of flat but they're very cleanly drawn, like super clean up in the front. In this one, everything is darker. Those characters in Mutual Returns were brighter. Everything's a little darker, but everything's more detailed. And the big thing is when you're in like, when they're in the, the port town at the beginning and like you look at like the bricks and the lamppost. And then you see Tyranitar when he first shoots his hyper beam after he goes dark. And there's such detail in the explosion and the smoke, and all yeah. of that. There's so much detail in that part. There's there's more detail in the small parts. Now, with that said, Mewtwo Returns, 
was a TV special, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is an actual movie. If you think back to the last movie movie we watched, which was uh, Pokemon 3, the movie, Three. with Entei, mm -hmm. a lot of these same characteristics pop up. And so, animation off the charts. The orchestral score was amazing in this movie. Yeah. It was off the charts good. That opening um, overture... I'm just like, what is this? I'm gonna play this for my kids. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell them what it is, but like, we're gonna we can play this music. Great. I would say I, I and I believe as we went along in the movies, the orchestral scores were really got even better, and we went away from the 2000s pop star ending song. Like, uh, I like this one. This one was fun and energetic, but it was literally the same thing. For like three minutes. Yeah. It's just the same thing. Yeah, a lot now, of repetition. Yeah. Now, it's good. It was good. It wasn't bad. So I enjoyed it. It was fun. So music, great. The uh, story I thought was super great. It's a, it's a mix. So it's that like, it's a, it's kind of, it takes parts of everything we've seen so far. Okay. You got the, you know, the course there's a legendary Pokemon involved. The two legendary Pokemon involved. There's the Pokemon Hunter, like we saw in 2000. There's dealing with the water, like we saw in Mewtwo Returns, okay? And then there's, like, the healing we saw in Mewtwo in Lugia. There's the healing of the one legendary Pokemon. And I agree with Mike. I really liked how they're, like, they set up the solution, but then the solution wasn't the solution you thought it was going to be. That was great a great little misdirect and they thought yeah, I thought the movie was over and then what's his what's his face just jumps up out of the water also does anybody want to acknowledge how long he was under that water with no oxygen that dude has got like <laughs> world record like breath holding okay I agree I think it's one of the best I think it's the best one we've seen so far not an S movie a plus plus like it's it's on the verge it's so close right it's so close yeah and i think a couple of the things that keep it from there is a, the little like like you know ash passing out from his hand being stepped on they did do time travel correctly because there were no holes they wrote yeah. it so there are no holes by the way if anybody knows akira toriyama and they want to like hit him up <laughs> okay and let him know how it's supposed to work okay oh one thing I remembered uh, from you talking about the music and another thing I wanted to mention was uh, the battle music when it was uh, Charmeleon and Bailey fighting Scizor and Sneasel. Yeah. Is like the same music from the games. It is. Happening during that battle. Uh, and another thing I really liked about that scene was he pulls out that old Pokeball. And yeah. It's got like a crank on it. And one of the things that's always, I guess, mystified me about the Pokemon world is Pokeballs. Like, this is, if we really want to analyze too deep, it's like nanotechnology, essentially. And it's kind of cool to see it wasn't always as advanced as the current version. Like, it's like this old thing that, like, has a crank on it and must do some other stuff. Um, so that's just kind of cool to see. Yeah, um, one of the things that definitely goes for the movie is the detail they put into it. Lots of little details. Mm -hmm. um, then I also love scenes like when he first shows up, they're heading back to the village and his spider machine tries to get up Celebi and misses. This dude's got like a multi-million dollar Pokemon trapping machine. 
and Jesse and James have like bug nets. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all gonna do? Are y'all there just to like put pressure on the backside? I don't know what y'all are do trying to do. Like he's like, yeah, um, I got these bug nets for y'all to hold, but uh, my machine's gonna do most of the work. All right, so uh, just this don't... goes back to what I said about the last movie. They were clearly hired in the '70s, yes, and have not been updated on any of the new technology. Like, man, they were. <laughs> the thing is, is like they were they were hired by Team Rocket back when they were like Team like Firecracker. Yeah, like you know they weren't even like Rocket yet. They weren't even. They were just like man, we're we're Team Airplane. We haven't even like we're still just in on the planet right now. Okay, <laughs> we're Team Matches. Like <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, uh, super fun movie. Really enjoyed it. Sweet Coon, that got to be the strongest bubble beam I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like a hyper bubble beam. Um, I do wish, though, we saw more Sweet Coon do stuff. I don't think yeah. we saw him do a Like, he didn't really do much. He did bubble beam a few times, and then he cleaned the water, and then he, he got trapped. Cool. Really cool. I liked it way better than how they did Entei in Pokemon 3, because it's actual, real Sweet Coon. It is sad that, you know... This is the last Pokemon movie of the of the current arc we're going to do. We're going to take a little break and come back to some more. Raikou doesn't get any film. Nope. Raikou gets no film love. And I just wonder if they moved on to the next series before they made a movie. And they deemed it a little late. I think Raikou has like a... Um, I think there's like a Pokemon Ranger... It's either an episode or a special or something that focuses on Raikou. Okay. Um... But uh, he doesn't get like a feature film. Do the the movies going forward? I mean, do we do we see every legendary Pokemon in the movies? Just about. Yeah. Okay. Because I was gonna say initially, like, I wonder if it's you know they didn't want to just copy and paste for every movie, and it's okay. This movie is gonna be these three legendary Pokemon, and then the next movie is gonna be the next gen's legendary Pokemon. You know, I just wonder if at the time they're like, okay, we gotta spread this out. We have to make it not a carbon copy from one movie to the other. wonder if that has anything to do with it. Possibly. But yeah. I, I will say, though, like, later on, when you get to the Pialka and Dialga and Giratina movies and Arceus movies, they interject. Like, you see them before, but they come back. Yeah. Like, there, there's interweaving in the movies, which is really cool. Um, they do, They I think they finally figure out their stride in a better way to present everything. But yeah, uh, and what's funny, Raikou, we don't even get to know much about. We know he's like lightning. We, you know, he's electric. Yeah, but that's it. Like, and I, I have not seen that special, and I, I yeah, kind of want to see. You got to check out the Pokemon Ranger special because I remember seeing it a long time ago, and it, it, you know, Raikou's an important part of that. From what I remember, I, I might be tripping, but yeah, that's that's just about all the love he gets. I also wonder, like, in most anime movies the the people who are writing the movies and dealing with those they're they're those are being written at the same time as the episodes are being written so it's not the same teams and a lot of times the left hand doesn't talk to the right hand and i wonder if it's a little off topic but we, we we talked about how it's funny how they did that lake of reincarnation for the mewtwo returns movie and then the same thing for this movie i wonder if it's just a case of it was a coincidence but you know, the movie section of uh, Pokemon, they were they wanted to add this element to the movie. But the people who are actually making the show or the OVA, whatever it is, 
they wanted to do that as well. And it just was a coincidence that both happened. And by the time, you know, they realized that it was the same concept, it was a little too late. Like, yeah, I, like, that's, we, that's likely. Do we know when they originally came out? I mean, in the Japanese area? Oh, I, uh, I don't think we do. Okay. I would guess a year before. It, it's funny because back then, how young the internet was. So, like, a great example is right now, we hear about, we all know there's a new Dragon Ball Super movie being made. So, we know that it's going to premiere at this point in time. And it'll appear in theaters, subtitled, most likely for us. But then later, it'll be released dubbed. And sometimes we'll get a English dub when it releases. Sometimes it re- so it'll release in Japan before it comes out here, most likely. Um, so that's always interesting because um, you gotta watch out for spoilers, Mike. Watch out for them spoilers. Yeah, always, always got to. And but like so, the internet tells us that. But back in two thousand, we're not. There's no like, like there's no website to like go check for this stuff. There's anime news is not a thing really, you know, uh, in the United States. It's not, I'm, I'm not sure about Japan. Can't speak for them or the rest of the world. Shonen jump magazine. Exactly. So like, you're not like, you're not, you don't know what's coming out. All of a sudden they're like coming soon to theaters. <laughs> and you're like, is that Pokemon music I hear? <laughs> oh, we, we do have a little bit of a hint. Um, I don't know how many episodes this was in between, but in the Mewtwo Returns movie, Chikorita, Ash still had Chikorita. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, And then in this movie, he has Bayleaf. So so some point between these two, it had been enough time to where Chikorita had evolved. And then they were like, let's make this movie. So I don't know how many episodes that is. Um, I don't know what the time frame in between was, but there's a chance that the people making this movie either like know about the 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 lake that revived Mewtwo or were like, no, no, this is different. No, we know, but it's different. It's, we're going to do something different. It's going to be cool. You're going to like it. You know, we don't know. Because this time it didn't revive the Pokemon. Right. I mean, it didn't matter. Right. Maybe that was their angle. was like, you know, it's going to be a lake that heals, but it's not going to work. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Which, now, you know, we, say, like, we gave them props for that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it really did work. I mean, that was that was a good idea, honestly. And it's it's interesting because, yes, this is has the time travel element to it. But I mean, man, every time there's a time travel episode or a movie or whatever, it is just in your face. Like they want you to know this is time travel. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> boo, mysterious. This this go round, It was like, yeah, hey, th- there's there's time travel. And you're like, cool. OK. And then like. Like, realistically, you have to maneuver it a little bit, but it's not the movie isn't contingent on the time travel. Like, you could still have the skeleton of this movie without um, without time travel elements and the movie would be fine. And so I, I, I do like that to where you it's not just we're shoving time travel in your face. It is part of the movie and it plays a, a fair role in it, but it's not the whole premise of the movie. So that, that was, that was a plus for me. You're right. Because you easily could have went or they could have not you, Sean, but like they easily could have made this movie. The granddaughter is like 
now the person who watches over the forest and she's there with Ash and them doing all this stuff with Celebrity. Everything happens the exact same way, but the time travel part is just not part of it. But in a way, it kind of has to be because that is that is Celebi's power. So if yeah. you're gonna if Celebi's gonna have this power, we have to demonstrate it. And I don't know who was like, y'all, what if we make the kid Professor Oak? And somebody was like, Yes. <laughs> like somebody was just like, All right, this guy's getting the promotion. But yeah, I, I agree, Sean. I do think I think you're right, but also not right. Like if if they're like if Celebi didn't have that power, one hundred percent. This movie happens the exact same way. Just take the time the time the time trial bookends off the movie and you're good. But because that is Celebi's like Pokemon power, well, I guess yeah. you don't have to, but the, you need to showcase yeah, it. Yeah, the, the premise is like I, I definitely you're right in the sense that the skeleton of this movie, like you said, we've seen that movie before. Kid finds injured Pokemon or injured creature saves it from poachers, uh, gets help from the main protagonist to continue to save it. Uh, you know, movie ends, all happy, blah, blah, blah. Um, that skeleton definitely exists. Um, but like Ben is saying, Celebi is a time-traveling Pokemon. Any movie about Celebi must have time travel. So, um, but I, you know, like I said, of course, the one thing that would have to be different if time travel is not involved is, well, how does Celebi get healed? If it's not like a mess of time remnants come rushing in to save it, I guess you have to go with the obvious choice, which is the lake, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So do we, I mean, does it ever get brought up again that Professor Oak is Sam? Like, is that ever a thing? Or it's just like a, hey, little Easter egg. Okay, bye. Nope. Yeah, no, that's that's it. That's all we get. Okay. Well, they didn't figure it out. Like, the the, the boat made them just forget. Like, because Miss, Misty's about to, like... And then Brock's like, he knows everything. And we're yeah. like, Brock, I thought you were the smart one in the group. Thanks for listening today, guys. We can't do this podcast without our listeners and supporters like you. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out our Patreon. And remember, check us out and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Triad as well. We also live stream our sessions on Twitch at Ben Anime Triad.